0: Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. I'm Kathy Anello. Good morning, good morning. Tim Poma, my host. Good morning, everyone.
1: How are we doing today, this lovely day?
0: It is a lovely day, I swear. Uh, We are so blessed with California weather. I just like, looked out my window this morning. It's going to be 99 degrees today, but still, I'm a summer girl. So, for me, that was like, I get up every morning, I say, Alexa, what's the weather? <laughs> and she tells me. Today, she said, the high today is 99 degrees. So, I was super excited about the weather today. And just generally, it keeps me in a very happy mood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, I would say that uh, aside from all this crazy wind that we've been having, I've been really enjoying the last couple of days. It's been super beautiful outside, kind of mild, um, which it, I love. So it's nice. But you know what? what is so exciting about weather is that it's always changing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure. And, you know, as life has it. I love that, Lee. That was so good. Uh, no, change. It always changes just like life always changes, right? Like we have convinced ourselves of one thing. We have No, we have agreed on one thing. Con- change is constant. And it's an ever-changing world. And what we were talking about just a minute ago was the fact that everything changed in California yesterday when they stripped off their masks much like women taking off their bras back in the day, right? Like Bring it oh, back. Everybody. <laughs> and I just think that uh it's interesting to watch the the way that we were able to adapt to the change of wearing a mask and social distancing and not hugging. Per se I mean I never stopped hugging but uh and then now that it's over, you know, you're just like back to normal. After you're Fifteen
1: months. Well, semi-normal, anyways. Uh, I will say this: that when I went to the gym yesterday, there were people that were wearing their mask, and um, there were people that were not. And I and I have to tell you, uh, as a person that loves people and loves to engage individuals and give hugs and bring love to the situation, um, I got to see people smile yesterday, and they everyone looked so excited. It seemed so genuine, and. Uh, It really brought a lot of joy to my life and and made me feel, I don't know, this really nice comfort that I hadn't felt in a long time. Uh, Of course, you know, the gym was, I I did a lot of errands yesterday, and I ran to a lot of different stores, and, uh, you know, Costco, people were still wearing masks. The co-op, people were still wearing masks. However, there were a couple people that were not. Um, however I did see on Instagram posts that if you're going to the co-op you need to still wear a mask I was like oh okay <laughs> well
0: you know I think what's really exciting about this, this change uh, for me what I feel is that people are hopefully just letting people do what they want if they're more comfortable wearing a mask great and if they're not great I understand stores and the reason why and I can absolutely say this and I know any other business owner will agree with me OSHA pretty much laid down the law for businesses on COVID, and part of their OSHA responsibility is to have their employees still wear a mask unless they can prove and have on file a vaccination. So that's coming Ooh. from the Department of Labor Industrial Standards. And I was like, wow, so, so that's why in Rayleigh's you're still going to see people wearing a mask, you know, like the checkers and the bag people. And so, you know, it's that's, again, it's this, this interesting dichotomy of how we're kind of going to get to do our own thing now and let it just evolve into people take, again, what should have happened 17 months ago, people taking care of themselves. If I want to get vaccinated because that makes me feel better, great. If I want to wear a mask because that makes me feel better, great. And that's the way... I mean, I don't. I, I, guess, I guess I understand it couldn't be that way in the beginning because nobody really knew what was happening, but now it's like okay. So I feel actually good about the fact that it's going to be more of a flow of doing what you want rather than what you have to Absolutely. do because the government says.
1: Yeah, I, and I never like being told what I have to do. It really, you know, <laughs>
0: mm-mm, which
1: which mm-mm. which kind of brings me to a, a great quote, which is, is by Maya Angelou, it says, "If you don't mm. like something, change it." If you can't change it, change your attitude. And, you know, that is super important because, like, I really disliked wearing a mask. But at the same time, I understood the necessity for it to some extent. And I was willing to play the game so that I could go do these things. You know, in the scheme of things, our lockdown was pretty mild in comparison to some of these other countries, like Colombia, for example, which you know they could only get out of their house one day a week, and I think they're still in some sort of outrageous lockdown uh, status there too so here, here, mm-hmm. to the mask being removed here's to the smiles coming out like the
0: sunshine.
1: Uh, I'm so excited about that. Its yeah, a and great that's, change
0: the, the, the... Yeah, so it is a great change. And so this was sort of a uh, predicted change, right? Like our governor, quote, unquote, gave us plenty of notice that this change was coming, you know. And but change isn't always like that because sometimes change happens and your life changes in a moment. And I know for me, Uh, I was thinking about change, all the, you know, obviously I've been through so many changes in my life. It's not, you know, before I was uh, 25, I think I moved 23 times. That was like my claim to fame that I kind of, I hopped house, house hopped a lot, you know, and. Wow. And That, that is a lot. I know. And when I go back, I mean, when I, well, I just like, I left home at age 17 and so I lived with my brother, and then I lived with my friend, and then I lived at a, somebody who was dorming at Davis, and I went and lived in Davis, you know, for a while. And I kind of just moved around California. I went to Southern California and lived with my friends in Garden Grove. This was like, from, like, 18 to 20, right before I had, you know, had my first child. So I moved all these times, and I was sort of this gypsy lady that not, that kind of just moved around. I didn't really have a place to call home. And That's awesome. Uh, was, you were living
1: you were living the van life without the van. So you were getting to see the entire country and have all these amazing experiences, but at the same time, <laughs> couch surfing. So here's a question I, uh, real quick. Uh,
0: okay, go ahead.
1: What, what was the favorite place that you stayed in California? You know, like, what was one of your uh, places that you really liked?
0: San Diego. San,
1: well, that's a given, I guess, I spent
0: huh? a summer with a boy who I still dearly adore. Uh, we haven't talked in years, but we stayed friends a long time after we split up. Um, he was moving to San Diego. He His family opened a bar and um, I wasn't 21 yet. So I technically wasn't really allowed like behind the counter or anything like that. But I would like, he would give me his car and I would drive around while he was at work and then I'd go to his bar at the end of the day. And I just had so much fun living the life that I was living and it kind of got like it was kind of like a phone call where he was like well why don't you just come down for the weekend (laughs) I ended up staying like six or seven weeks and then I had to call my dad for a plane ticket home (laughs) I need to come home now you know it was it kind of didn't end bad but it just wasn't working because his brother lived there and it was just a hard situation all around after that many weeks but That was my favorite time, my favorite summer. I looked the best. I felt the best. I was single, but just with, you know, like it was just I had newly been single. It was just fun, really super fun memory. That's awesome. Shout out to Nick. (laughs)
1: There you go, Nick. Thanks for, uh, you know, putting putting up with Kathy there for so long. (laughs)
0: I would love for him. I would love to know that he could hear this podcast and, and get that message because he was a, he was well, one of the men in my life that honestly treated me like gold. Literally treated me like gold. He was such a gentleman, such a nice person, so generous and so. Uh, but he was a little bit of a ladies' man. So. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a ladies' man. <laughs> you know, well, what's not to love about the enough. ladies? That's yeah, what I like. want to know. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So anyways, as far as that goes, like uh, then, you know, I was living that life and then I got pregnant and then I had a baby and then my life dramatically changed because all of a sudden what that lifestyle and that fun and that party life became not important anymore. And I became a mom and I had to move in with my mom, with my baby, you know, and I was just sort of looking back now, I think, oh, my God, I was a baby basically having a baby, even though I was 20, you know, but so anyways, it was just an interesting time to go back and reminisce about that. Thank you. No, you're welcome.
1: You know, what's what's, uh, really interesting is that um, when I think of change, the female body itself is like one of the things that changes Mm -hmm. more than anything, especially undergoing uh, pregnancy, um, monthly cycles. Like you you guys are just changing, changing creatures.
0: It's true, and I just saw a friend who had a baby two weeks ago, and she just looked amazing, and I just was, you could just see this mom glow, and i got to tell you, side note, hashtag side note, I saw this thing yesterday that said they were going to, you know, how there's this politically correct way of talking about people, you know, not saying him or her, it's, you know, like you, Uh, the the world is coming in. The pronouns. Yeah, yeah, who people are. And it said, we're going to replace mom with birthing person. And I was like, oh, hell no. There is nobody going to replace the mom.
1: (laughs) I'm sure that would go over really well when I call my mom and say, hi,
0: birthing person. I love you. Hi, birthing person. I love you, man. Uh, You know, so sometimes, though, also in change, it's necessary. So there there comes a time where you, you know you have to make a change. And I think those are the hardest moments because you're sitting there in this, you know, maybe comfortable life or maybe uncomfortable life, but you know that a change has to happen in order to grow, in order to be happier. And I think a lot of our changes we really do need to make for, like, what's going to make me happier, you know, and not be afraid to take that leap, so to speak.
1: Oh, that leap is so important as well, you know, as Steve Harvey uh, once said, you you gotta, you gotta jump, you know, in order to succeed in life, you have to jump, you know, a lot of people will sit there at the cliff's edge watching all these people soar by and unless you jump, you will never be able to soar. Uh, You know, but with that said, he also goes on to say that when you jump, you're going to scrape your knee. You're going to knock on the side of the cliff. You're going to bang your head. All these things are going to happen, but eventually your chute will open and you will soar. The Mm -hmm. other side of that though, is that you can stand at the cliff's edge for the rest of your life and feel safe. Change comes when the most adverse things happen to you. And you can invoke change by making a decision consciously, or you can allow the universe to allow that change to happen for you, which, by the way, most of the time when that happens, it's a brutal uh, display. You know, I've had so many people I work with at the, at the city of Ukiah that were like, I hate my job, I hate it, it's stupid, I want to quit, I want to quit, I want to quit. And then guess what happens? They get fired because they're per- – They're promoting that energy, that negative self talk of like, this is terrible. Well, you gotta take action on your change. If you are, if you are going around telling everyone you want something to happen, the universe is either gonna make it happen for you or you're gonna make it happen for you. And so that aspect of change can be really, uh, you're either on the lever behind it. (laughs) You know, you're either getting smacked with it or pulling on it, so.
0: Oh, my God. I, you know, I'm so glad you said that because I absolutely feel the same way about that. Uh, Often the universe will make the change for you if you don't have the moxie, say, to make it. And often that's not even always a pretty thing. Like sometimes that change might come in a very uncertain, uncomfortable way, and At that point, I can remember just surrendering to this change and going, wow, okay, buckle up, Kath, because you don't have the moxie to do this. The universe is going to take control here and make sure that those changes are lifelong and concrete. And so I think that in retrospect... I like the idea of making those changes consciously rather than conscious, unconsciously and allowing the universe to make the change. I like the idea of the universe leading me in that change and having the right people show up and the right opportunities show up and the, the money show up or whatever it takes. And I think living in that flow is the way to make your changes. And I, I told you earlier I was going to say that my uh, life coach, Nancy Levin, who's been on the show a long time ago, but she's just an amazing coach about change. And she said, she wrote a book called jump and your life will appear.
1: There you go. A hey, 10 no.
0: step guide, a 10 step. So she puts it into these little small increments of how to make that change. And it's a great book. I highly recommend it to anybody who's in a position where they want to make a change and they don't know how, uh, she leads you sort of on the path on how to make some really sound decisions for what's best for you and how to get clear on what's best for you. And I think that's the problem too with change is that we, we don't always know what's best for us because we're in the comfortable job. We're making the comfortable salary. We're driving the car that, you know, we've had, we've, uh, where it's maybe you're in a college major and you're like, well, I said I was going to be in business, but I really, you know, want the arts and you're afraid to make that change in your major because everybody's telling you, you need the business degree rather than the art. Degree. You know what I mean? But you have to not be afraid to sort of make those changes, you know, and move to a different totally. city, quit your job, quit people, you know, like if people are bothering you, like, go ahead, you know, this cut, cut. <laughs> so, but you know, so,
1: Abraham you know, Hicks, said, you never know more clearly on what you do want than when you are living what you don't, but never have, but you never have less access to what you do want than when you are keenly aware of what you don't want. So
0: read that again. Read that okay.
1: again. You never know more clearly on what you do want than when you are living what you don't want but you never have less access to what you do want than when you are keenly aware of what you do want so what this means mm-hmm. is that when you're in a painful or stressful situation you can tell that that's not healthy it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel right and right. you want something else but when your focus is on that negative like situation you cannot reach towards the thing that you do want because your attention is on the thing that you don't want.
0: Spot on. That is spot on. I agree with that 100%. I think, you know, I also believe change is absolutely essential. And with, like you said, when you're sitting there on that cliff and you don't jump, you're just standing on the cliff with your heart knowing, like what that quote just said, your heart knows what it wants. I mean, the heart wants what it wants. There's no logic to it. It's simple. When our hearts speak to us about what we want, maybe maybe I'm the only one who knows what my heart wants. I don't share that. I don't, you know, open that up to the world. But my heart knows what it wants. And there's no, there's no escaping what the heart wants. It's the mind and the heart not coming together so you have to kind of like, someone told me the other day, it's like, you just have to sink into your heart, she said. Just sink into your heart. If you want to make a decision, sink into your heart. And I sat with that for a minute because I'm a very heady person, you know. I like to analyze and, you know, figure shit out. And but, but she, Don't you know, overthink it, Cappy. Oh, good God. I have the T-shirt like I am the girl. I, I'm a lot better because now I know how to change my thoughts. Speaking of change, like change your thoughts, change your life. We've talked about this before. Uh, So anyway, it's just an interesting thing that um, you have to look at change and you have to have the boldness and you have to listen to your heart and make the change courageously and consciously and sometimes methodically. Like I know a lot of people who like have moved away and made some change, you know, in their life and moved out of California, several people actually, this past year. You know, the pandemic brought people closer to themselves and their needs and wants and desires because they had a lot more time to, quote, unquote, think about it. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. However, I know somebody who made a change and something the first day that they started their new life, something astronomical happened. And I was like, okay, so what's the universe trying to say here? You did, you know, you were bold, you were courageous, you packed up your belongings, you left town, and then the universe was like, wait, I need to give you a message here. It was so interesting to me to watch that and and not know. I mean, they're fine, everything was okay, but they were in a terrible accident and it was just like, why does this stuff happen? What is the universe saying?
1: You know, well, You know, if if we can get into the mindset that everything is happening for us and not to us, Mm -hmm. then we understand that 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 particular part of our journey is is not a bad thing. It's just a thing, and what we do with that thing, it's like that attitude, that mindset. You know, will um, propel us and throw us. much further and allow us to soar even greater heights Um, but if we get weighed down in the the victimization of like oh why me or what (laughs) what you know then we start having real issues with our um, hearts and our
0: thoughts (laughs) yeah that's when the heart and the mind disconnect right and there's no connect so to make any changes You have to, again, I'm going to quote my dear friend who said, sink into your heart to make your choices. Sink into your heart to decide. And, you know, I think in my book, shameless plug, but I have a whole chapter in six months to live on change because I realized that change was such a big part of if someone had told me that I had an incurable disease, right? Like someone says, hey, Kathy, you've only got six months to live. You can bet I'm making some pretty big changes in those six months uh, for what my life is going to look like for those final, because I know it's my final six months on this planet, right? So when I wrote that book and I was talking about that theoretically, uh, what comes up is that if I would change it because I got a diagnosis, why am I not making that change right now? Why am I not living my last six months' best life right now? Which is really how this podcast all started was like, why aren't we doing it now? Why are we waiting Well, for a- that's,
1: a, that's a very interesting thing. I was thinking this morning when I was in the shower about how some, some of our change comes from spite. Right Like we are in a relationship, it's a bad relationship or whatever the case may be, and we uh, like want to get healthy in spite of the other person. We want to look our best in spite of the other <laughs> person. But what what happens when we just say, "I want to be healthy for me. I want to be healthy because I deserve it. I want to be healthy because I want to be healthy." You know So sometimes, the motives behind our change are not necessarily always good, but change is always good. So it doesn't matter the motive necessarily. Uh, the change mm-hmm. is a beautiful aspect of the original change.
0: Well, and I think in that, in that scenario, particularly, uh, when you're, you know, maybe there's something that's motivating your change, right? So maybe it's a, you know, bad breakup or whatever, uh, is motivating your change. But osmosisly what's happening is you're changing and you're able to sort of move through each situation with more grace, you know, than because you're just kind of evolving. Whether there's a motivation back here, suddenly that motivation becomes not important anymore because you have a new way of living. And, you know, they say 21 days to change any habit, right? So if you're quitting smoking, give it 21 days. If you're Putting a, a person 21 days, if it, you know, there's all these little 21 day theories. Yeah,
1: there's actually even more than that. Uh, there's like hundred day <laughs> theories. There's seven day theories. You know, I I like the seven day theories. The that seven would day. be awesome. I want, the, seven day I want day. the four minute abs. Can we get the four minute abs, please?
0: <laughs> For real? Uh, oh God, that not be great? Uh huh. Be like four minutes.
1: I got a six pack. What's up? But, you know, the other other thing (laughs) with change is nothing good comes unless you work for it. You know, you have to work at change sometimes. Change can happen naturally because, you know, even if you think about the Earth spinning in space, we are moving at such a fast through the universe, and the entire solar system is moving with us. If you've ever seen the diagrams of how these beautiful Mm -hmm. planets, like, portray these amazing lines, It is so magnificent. We are never in the same spot ever. The stars are moving. We're moving. Everything's moving. Change is inevitable. The ocean is never the same. Like the moon, all of these things are just constantly in motion, just like our lives, just like our minds, just like our hearts. We're constantly vibing and moving and changing. So this is good news. And um, I want to share another quote from Robin Sharma, um, who is love the her, author of her, The love Monk her. Who Sold His Ferrari. Um, I love it. Change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. So, you know, like Steve Harvey said, when you jump, you're going to bang your knees. It's going to hurt a little bit. But that's part of the fear also, Right. Because consciously, we're afraid of change. I don't understand why we would be afraid of change because it's the only constant in the universe. Uh, Actually, there's more constants, but it's one of the constants in the universe. Um, And in the middle, a little messy. It's not quite right because you're not quite in your groove. You haven't found your Mm -hmm. set yet. And at the end, you have this like, amazing thing that's going on. For example, uh, about three months ago now, I was sending some mold prototypes of these Volkswagen buses that Alexandra and I have made to Thailand. And in the process of doing that, we had, we made three silicone molds because we couldn't get the mold dialed right the way we wanted it to. So I had these three molds on the desk. I was getting ready to destroy them. And I was like, Alexander, is there anything we can do with these? And she's like, let's make candles. And I'm like, holy cow, that's genius. So what had to happen is I had to pivot and learn everything I could possibly learn about making candles.
0: And in less
1: than like two months, we had figured out how to make them. And that change, which was messy in the beginning, effortless towards the end to where it's now just we know exactly what temperature to do it at. We know what we have to do to the molds. We have to heat the molds. We have to pre-treat them with an oil. You know, like, all these things. Well, that's a huge change. But look at how beautiful they are. I mean, I'm sure you've seen them. And uh, for the audience, if you want to see
0: them.
1: I love them, and I'm them, absolutely uh, a
0: Volkswagen fan. I, I love, yes, if you want to see them, uh, check out. What is your Instagram? If you want to Tell see them, go Instagram.
1: to Instagram and it's called Samba Candle Co. S A M B A. And uh, there's some beautiful little bus, bus candle. Got there. a
0: plug for you. Got a plug. So I was thinking about plug was quoting you. Robin Sharma because I quote her also in my book. But one of the things that I quoted her when I wrote my book was don't live the same life 17 Times seven for seventeen years and call it a life, because if your life is the same, you know, seventeen years later, you didn't live a life. Because you know, a life is about changing and doing and being and meeting new people and, you know, leaving other people behind and it's all those things. And then what you were talking about just now about that three-month little thing that happened is you were in the flow of that change. So you embraced the change instead of, oh, no, you know, this is awful and just like throwing it across the room or something, you know, but
1: I have no idea what to do. Yeah, the, that one of the greatest things about our modern world, and I know I've talked about this on our earlier podcast is YouTube, you want to change something. I mean, just type it in and listen, just listen. Yeah. Um, you know, True. I, I Story. I think about all of the great people I listen to, Um, Abraham Hicks, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, um, Aubrey Marcus podcast, Like It or Not podcast. Uh,
0: Deepak Chopra, I'm a fan. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, there's so many amazing people out there. Uh, You know, another one that I listen to all the time is The School of Greatness um, by Lewis Mm Howes. He yeah, has okay. some amazing guests shedding some amazing light on things, and I mean, honestly, uh, most of the things that we talk about during this podcast are regurgitations of these um, other people, these other giants, so to speak, that uh, I stand on the top of their shoulders, and I'm able to share that knowledge and information with you all, just like Kathy is.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, On the Best Life Cafe.
1: That's right. And, you know, the purpose of this is so that we can all change together because once you change, the world changes. And, and mm-hmm. that has to do with you, you have to live it before you can tell it. or You have to live it so other people can see how it's done. And when you get in that groove where you're living your best life, Others will come running to figure out what it is that you do that's so different than other people. And, uh, you know, I would definitely uh, um, say that most of my change comes from listening. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to read. I'm running all, all day. I have my headphones sure. in most of the time and I'm, I'm podcasting left and right and just picking mm-hmm. up little tidbits of information. And that's how, uh, it goes for me, and I also realize this other thing I am the creator of my own life experience, and whatever I desire, I can acquire. You know, everything takes a little bit of time,
0: and that's my favorite mindset ever. Everything I desire, I can acquire. I 100% agree with that. 100%. Yeah, I mean, and having you have a lake faith. house and a paddle board. <laughs> <sighs> So good. It's been so good. I was on the, was on the mm-hmm. lake all day Sunday. It was fantastic. Uh, so I think that if, if I'm a listener here of the Best Life Cafe, I'm thinking, you know, okay, so what's happening in your life right now that you deep down know is not working? So you want to ask yourself, okay, what's not working? Because, you know, you, I don't like people to concentrate on the negative, but you kind of have to ask that question to get the awareness first so any change there's awareness that I need it you know that I want it or that I need it and then if there's something that isn't working in your life why are you avoiding it now that's a deeper question like so that's when fear comes into the play of the change so, so what do I know what do I know not working and what am I afraid of to make this change Because, and I will quote, uh, every time a change that has happened that turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me, always, and nine out of 10 times, it's going to be the best. And I've heard so many people say, well, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here now, right? How many times have you heard someone say, but even though, right, it was hard, I wouldn't be here now.
1: Right. And I just want to make an addendum to that. It's actually 10 out of 10 times. But if you are seeing nine out of ten times, <laughs> it hasn't been long enough since the change has occurred so that you could see the actual blessing in in the change.
0: Fair, I agree with that. So hopefully that that, that one more that I'm holding out for is going to be. Just yeah, amazing. yeah. You
1: just good you good just time. wait, wait, and and it's you know there bad. is there is there is a part of desiring change and then having the art of allowing, which is having the thing that you desire and letting it go and being free of it and you know once you do that the universe will come in and show you bright and shiny things that you never even thought were possible it's like compounding on your idea because whatever you ask for it is given it's it's the craziest thing it's
0: given yeah, and I think going back to like that, that when, you want, when you're feeling that fear, you have to, like Nancy Levin, my life coach, taught me this. If a fear is coming up, you have to ask yourself, is this even true? Is this true or is this a fear? And if it's a fear and you walk through the fear, hopefully 10 out of 10 times, it turns out to be the best thing that you've ever done. Because I think it just takes that little tiny, you know, Muster up the courage moment to make the change or to take an action step towards the change. And then once you start exercising the change muscle, it's just like working out in the gym. They get stronger. They get more defined. They get more refined. And change is just a muscle that you need to get used to because buckle up. We are all in change, like you said, all the time. I love this. I love this. All the time. Our show is so good. Yeah, this is great. Good this stuff. has been really, good really
1: uh, good. good okay, so Kathy, let's let's talk wow. change for a second on a personal level. So, what are some okay. things that you want to change in your life? Some things that are not working out for you, uh, and some things that you want to improve on. And the only reason I'm holy, doing this is so that our guests. Holy Lord. I know. <laughs> so that our guests can see, and also we can hold each other accountable to these things, and. And stay on point. You know, I was going to say that if people are having a hard time changing, um, a life coach, a mentor are really mm-hmm. good people to to search for. Um, sometimes all you have to do is ask and they show up also. Because as that axiom mm-hmm. goes, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear is a really true thing. You have no idea how many times in my life where I have been so ready for this. Like information and wisdom to come to me and then it just showed up on my doorstep. And it's a really, really crazy thing.
0: I love when it's that easy. So my change basically uh, there's, you know, not a lot in my life I would change. I would probably uh, live in a house instead of an apartment, you know, like a a, a house. That would be one, one change that's sort of on the manifestation list and I don't know where it is or what it looks like yet. I just know that I've lived in an apartment for a long time. I obviously lived in a home my whole, you know, last 20 years, but, uh, I've loved apartment living, but there's sometimes when I'm just like, I just want a dog, you know? (laughs) So little things. Yeah. And then, so that's the only thing really in my, because like I told you guys last week, like my life right now is pretty good and I'm pretty content and happy in so many areas. Um, so that is one change that I think is on the horizon. And then, like, we were talking earlier uh, about, oh, God, somebody just gave me a Facebook message, and I completely lost my thought. What were we talking about? Okay,
1: you were talking about, uh, we were talking about change, you were talking about having a house, having a dog, <laughs> and I think you moment. might have been,
0: yeah, oh, no, it's the okay. The change that we were talking about was, was adding exercise back into my life on a more regular basis and so that is one change in two weeks ago by going to kickboxing two nights a week with um young young for life out there in uh, yeah the shout out to my neighbor
1: Rachel much love my and dear Rachel,
0: it- She's such an amazing person, and she's such a good teacher uh, that when I walked in, I looked at her, I said, Rachel, I haven't worked out like this, like, in a year, and I'm just freaking out. And she's like, oh, you'll be fine. And I was. Again, my muscles had memory, and I was able to do every move, and I was sweating, and I was, like, feeling strong when I was done. And I was like, oh, yeah, that Kathy, there she is. There's that girl that exercises every day, you know.
1: And how good did it feel to sweat and just, like, I don't know, get the endorphins running, Breathe a little so bit, good. you know, yeah, and it so made good. me feel
0: stronger. The way I carry myself, the way I walk, the way you know, you just when you're when you're exercising, your body is responding, and so your body's just like, thank you for moving those muscles around. And I don't know, I just felt yeah. a lot better. So I'm committed to continuing that practice, and then getting back to the Ukiah Valley Athletic Club. I don't know what my holdup is. I think it's because I worked there for so long as an employee. And to go back in as just a member, not just a member, but as a member, uh, I haven't crossed that. So maybe there's a little fear there. So let's just let's just say yeah, that, well, that I need to make an appearance. Probably,
1: I want you to know that there's a lot of people that miss you there. Uh, I guarantee <laughs> it. I've talked to several of them, and
0: I know I possibly
1: know. the the holdup is that you just maybe don't want to have a conversation about. You know, not being the teacher anymore or or something silly mm-hmm. like
0: that, uh, we don't know, but let's okay, so we'll just leave that one on the table you know and see what happens in future weeks. We'll discuss that, but I think that that's you know obviously showing me I need to to add that back into my life, even if I just go one you know I'm trying to paddle board two or three times a week, kickboxing two times, and so now I need to get a booty yoga class in uh you know at least once a week, and so okay. And you, my dear, your change. Oh. What do you want to change in your life?
1: All right. So I think that uh, I have so many wonderful things happening all around me. But when I look at and actually evaluate the things that I need to change, I would say that exercise is, is first and foremost. I have been so busy to the point where I have put that away and um I think that it's the the worst thing you can put away. You know, I went to the gym yesterday for the first time in over a month, and in that time frame, I've gained like seven pounds. It's amazing how quick it just comes back up if you're not working it off. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Yikes! I don't even get. And of course, meals, I've been
1: making <laughs> I've been making all these delicious meals, and sometimes it's so good I just want more. And so I think yeah, that I love food. Uh, getting my. Same. Exercise, game on point, and eating less are two of the main things. And I could probably stand to drink a little bit less too. You know,
0: mm. not
1: not just come home and have a cocktail after a long day's work. Um, so those are some things that I'm really focusing on, uh, and I and I believe that they will make me a healthier uh, and better person. I'll be more focused, more sharp. Um, yeah. And so I'm right. going to commit right. to three days a week right now as, as we're live on the air. And you guys, make sure you check in with me to see if that's actually happening or not. Because uh, now oh, that I just I told the world the I'm doing week. it,
0: <laughs> I'm on it. And that's the, that's the other thing before we close, because I know i got to get going. I've got a heck of a day. But one of the things that I think is really important about change is the accountability piece. And so if you have a partner or someone that you can be accountable while you're trying to make these life changes, this is where a life coach is an amazing investment. I highly recommend it. Uh, But it's, you know, it's just as much as me saying, hey, I worked out today and send a text off to your accountability buddy or I didn't smoke today. You know, like I have a friend who's quitting smoking and she told me yesterday, she's like, I had one cigarette and I have one left. And, that's Good for it. her. Good and, for her. Shout out yeah, to that woman. So, or friend, such I don't a hard know. Thi- right. Well no, because it's such a hard thing to change a habit. So I really again I was just like, You got this girl. Come on, you got this, you know. I'm a strong advocate. I'm like, grab some cannabis, girl, and just make the nicotine go away and then work yeah. on the cannabis because I don't obviously believe that it's as bad as nicotine. But so anyways, making accountability is a good piece for that, and telling people and making this change. So high five for that, Mr. Fronema. High five, bro. I appreciate you so much. We're going to have to get together. I appreciate you. Because I miss you. Yeah, actually,
1: (laughs) I can't wait for us to actually have an interaction in the studio. I think it's going to be a lot more fluid and allow us some more laughter because a lot of times I want to chime in just a little bit to make a joke. But I know the way the audio works on this is not the same. However, I do feel like later again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do feel like we do a a decent job of yeah. with the antiquated system that we have right now. Um, but in the future, you know, that is also something I'd like to change, and I think you would too. And that's also exciting. Hundred
0: percent. Okay, so um, go out on, one day, make those necessary changes. Right, live your best. That's life. That's right.
1: I would love to see uh, all of you guys living your best life. And I want to say that if this has helped you in any way, shape, or form, please subscribe, like, message us, tell us, uh, give us your good stories. And we would love some reviews, obviously. Uh, Let's get up there Mm -hmm. on the charts so that we can share this message further and farther than we ever have before. Um, On on that, I'd just like to say I love you all. Blessings to you and your day. And may your change come swiftly and effortlessly.
0: And painlessly.
1: Oh yeah, that one Namaste.
0: too. Namaste. Namaste. Uh-huh. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Tim, as always. See you soon. All right, love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye.